create the front Sydney. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. This is episode 160 of Create with France, the show that talks about how to create a life that you want. And today we have a very, very important guest all the way from Belgium, but she's actually Italian. So welcome to the show, Sara Nativi. I know, right? It's so exciting to talk and we only have half an hour to cover a very important topic and this is about performance stress. Maybe you guys have this stress, you know, every day you have to go to work and, and you know, maybe make a presentation or talk to the CEO of your company. Maybe you are a lawyer, a solicitor or a person that is in high level sales and you have something there that is keeping you very worried at night, you have a nurse, the jitters, it's, it's, it's all happening. And maybe it's not anxiety, you're prepared, you're great, but something is not right. Therefore, today we would like to know a little bit more about the issue. And maybe, Sarah, you would like to introduce the topic a little bit. As, as you guys all know in the show, in the very first 10 minutes, we talk about the issue. Then we talk about what we can do about it. And then in the last 10 minutes, we give you tips, so stay tuned to hear the tips that Sarah will give you about performance stress. So, Sarah, what is this performance stress? Tell me a little bit more the type of client that you work with. Yeah, so every day I work with people who are in highly competitive environments. It's either pilots or musicians, and I was in a very competitive environment myself before becoming a therapist. I was a professional ballet dancer. So when you are in such an environment, every day you have to be on top of your game. You have to perform at your best. And there is this pressure because you know that another person could just come in and take your job. Only the best people are allowed to have a job. And this creates a, a whole mindset and a whole way of living that is really full of pressure and stress. And sometimes it becomes so intense that the person cannot enjoy what they're doing. They cannot enjoy their life outside the work because they have this constant worry, this constant feeling of I have to sacrifice my life for what I do. I can't enjoy my time. I can't go out. I can't be with friends until late in the night because tomorrow morning I have to be on top of my game. And so you lose pleasure in life, you lose joy in life. And also what happens very often is that people start losing a sense of peacefulness and a sense of fulfillment in their life. So they are constantly worried about their job and they feel like they're almost addicted to their job. However, their job is not fulfilling them. There's this sense of emptiness that can lead to depression and anxiety also are the, the two key symptoms that come up in this kind of professions. Mm. So this is a lot deeper than just the performance anxiety, but it's really how is my life getting on here? What's going on? What's the deeper level here that then in the end of the day, why do we do a job? Yes, we want to pay the bills. We want to feel that we are fulfilling a purpose in our life. We were giving something, but we're also receiving, we're growing. And so this sense of um, unsatisfaction or unhappiness is it prevalent in all areas of society or is it more likely to happen just in these kind of jobs that you are talking about? Could it be that you have this pressure also, for example, in teaching because you have so much that is not teaching anymore. It's the paperwork, it's all these 
things that happen in schools, the shooting, whatever, could it be that in also in professions that are not highly paid or highly recognized as stressful, actually there is a lot of stress, maybe for example, a doctor? Yes, you hit the nail on the head. Unfulfillment is really the core of the issue, although the symptoms are, you know, nerves and anxiety. And to answer your question, unfulfillment, I think, is felt more intensely by this category of people that have invested so much to get into a highly competitive field because their whole life is on the line. For example, a person that has a, I would say, normal job without any disrespect towards a normal job, but let's say a job that then allows you to have a life outside, you can find fulfillment in other things. You can have a fulfilling relationship. You can have kids. You can pursue your hobbies and kind of treat work as work. But in highly competitive fields, for example, dancing, for example, being um, a pilot or a trained gymnast, since the age of five, six, you would start already training for that moment. So your whole life and your whole life's expectations and fulfillment is on this one thing. There aren't other areas you're getting your fulfillment from. You feel like your job, your passion should give you all that fulfillment. And then when it trans gets transformed into a profession, into a paying job, many, many people end up with this void and this actual lack of joy and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And so the symptoms are quite serious and they might end up going to the doctor and being prescribed maybe medication. And yeah. how does that help with the symptoms? It covers up the symptoms temporarily and in my opinion, it's postponing the problem. So the problem is actually getting worse, but the person isn't aware because at the beginning, the medication is masking the effect of anxiety and depression. And then it all snaps because the medication is not enough or the person is completely wiped, wiped out, cannot function. Or, or maybe sometimes the person can't even take the medication because the job doesn't allow it. Yes. And also, I always say that sometimes taking a medication, like maybe a, a strong painkiller, you know, what happens is sometimes this medication is a lifesaver, but other times what it's doing it's is like turning off the fire smoke alarm that there is in the place. And so ah finally this people this finished, so it's quiet, it's good. But the fire is still there and it's still causing the damage. Is this something that happened to you personally in your life to feel like the pressure was going to break you and you were not? Enjoy yourself? Yes, definitely, multiple times. And actually, it leads me to speak about the other area I specialize in, which are eating disorders. The pressure was so intense when I was in my teens that I developed anorexia. And so that was a whole other journey of discovering how that illness is, how it can be treated. And I did that. I specialized in eating disorders for two years. Um, treating people that have that same problem, but I now see that it all connects in with the unfulfillment and the not being connected to what we want. It's all suppression of who we are and our desires and also suppression of the body's needs. Anorexia is a way to protest and to slow down growth and to say like, life is so overwhelming, I'm just going to not take part of all of this. And so, yeah, that is a problem in um, highly competitive fields. Mm. So I'm sorry to hear you suffered from that, but now you are normal. You don't look like a skeleton. You look very pretty and healthy. So what did you do to get better? Hmm. The first thing was that I really intensely wanted to get better, which sounds, which sounds very much like simplistic, but it's not. It all 
only to get a person to that stage where they really want to get out of an issue is the greatest step because then they reach out for help and you know they find a method that works and what I found was hypnotherapy it really blew my mind how in just one session I did work that not even in three years of therapy I had done I was just able to be responsible for the work I was doing instead of having another person be accountable and almost feel like she was the therapist was questioning me or intruding in my personal area during a hypnotherapy session it was me going inside of me and deciding how much work got done in that session so how much I wanted it translated in how big the results I had gotten and every single time that was the case so that's where my fascination started and yeah I then pursued the studies and became a hypnotherapist because it had shifted so much Mm-hmm. This is so exciting. And just today I was reading an article in BBC News about how many people have been listening to recording, hypnotic recordings, and they just got better. And one of the lines I remember from this article was that while in traditional therapy you might be working months or years and still not see the results, depending on the condition, with hypnosis you're going so much deep and down is so fast so fast and efficacious and and i always recommend to everyone why don't you just try because in the end of the day especially when we suffer from things like anxiety and panic attacks we are in a state of trance and we just have to try change the trance that we're in to a better trance and this hypnosis comes normally when you're watching television when you are I don't know, traveling in the car and you go from A to B in a road you've done so many times, you don't actually know how you got there. You are in a trance. So why don't we use this capacity that we have as human beings to go down and relax to get the problem out? And here the problem that you're talking about is really forgetting who we are and what was the whole purpose of this and just getting down to the nitty gritty work every day and then feeling they were not actually happy. So what would you do if you were a person that has a problem today? What are two or three tips that can help a person that has a problem this week in August? We are on the 16th of August today. And I just know I want some help. I'm really stressed. I don't like what I'm, what I'm doing. Okay, next step. Yeah. So the first thing that I say to everyone is awareness. And awareness is something that is really down to us. It takes just shutting up for 10 seconds or taking out a journal and writing down where am I in my life? How am I feeling in my life? What is the predominant feeling I'm having? Is it worry? Is it stress? Is it anxiety? Is it unfulfillment? And then when we have a clear picture, we know what we need to sort out. And when people know what they need to sort out, for example, it's unfulfillment. I've got this issue. I feel unfulfilled. Finally, I know already you're a step ahead. Like when you go to the doctor, the doctor says, you know what? You've got tonsillitis. Then you know you have to take this medicine and you already feel better because you have found the cure in your mind. So the first thing, I love that moment, is awareness. When you have the awareness, the the world is your oyster. There's so much on the internet. There's so much on Instagram. There's so much on Facebook, on YouTube, podcasts. You can just go out there and look up your issue and see the people that can help you. And then 
make a conscious choice. So not just the first person that pops up on your internet. I always say it's very important. You compare your options and you find the person that you connect most with. We all have a therapist or a counselor that we feel, oh, this person just inspires me or just seeing this person on the screen makes me feel like I have a connection. The way that this person speaks makes me feel listened to. Oh, this person gets me. And then when you find this person, you can follow the person, see if there's content being posted out there that you could benefit from. And if you're really serious about the changes, reach out get a session and really invest in in self-growth it's the best thing that you could put your money on and i mean that is how i changed my life i was a student then i was a ballet dancer and everything i was making i was investing in myself and that was the best thing i've ever done i know right how does life change when we start being in charge when we are doing the emotional regulation and everything we need to fulfill our purpose. How do you feel now? It's like a a flower, a flower that opens up and it finally absorbs the beauty of the universe around it. It also absorbs and acknowledges its own beauty because going through life, not liking myself or feeling like I was a failure or there was an imposter in me, it wasn't fun. It was always like I needed the confirmation. I needed other people to say, oh, Sarah, you're doing a great job. Oh, Sarah, you're beautiful. I always needed that external validation. And so I wasn't a free person. And doing that work, it made me be so rooted, like a tree that has got roots into myself. I am aware of what I want. I'm aware of what makes me happy. And so I can provide that for myself. And it's it's beautiful. It's like becoming independent and being able to enjoy life instead of going through it in survival mode. Mm, that is great to hear. So how does the program work? Let's say that the person is very unhappy and they want to have a session. So do, do they need just a session or how much work do they need to, to really change a life? Mm, it's a great question. In my opinion, a great length of time to get a lot of work done, and we're speaking about complete life transformations, are six months. In six months, you can really change your life upside down. However, if you're looking for a, a, to resolve a specific issue, like you want to get rid of your anxiety, or you want to get rid of your depression, you want to find out why you're unfulfilled, three months of hypnotherapy are enough. You really go super deep, you'll have all the answers that you want. The work plus the integration, that's a six-month uh, program. And I offer the, the two programs, a six-month and a three-month. I also offer the one-month for people that want to dip their toe in the water. But usually when I offer the one-month, everybody goes for the three because you see the potential that is in there. You know, if you discover a super powerful medicine, you're not going to be like, you know what, I'm going to take a tiny bit and then I'm going to leave it there. You want to go back. Yes. And that's the thing. Once we have discovered all those layers... Then we take off his black glasses and we can see, wait, I've always wanted to do this job or this activity, whatever. I never had the courage. I never had the courage to approach this person to maybe form a business partnership. And now actually see this is possible. And so that's that's how, you know, some dramatic changes can happen. But sometimes dramatic is just literally stepping out of the door for the first time after many years of being stuck in there thinking, that if you did, you would have a heart attack. Absolutely. So um, I'm glad that we had this chat because I know from the groups I go to that there are so many people today 
They go home, close the door, pick up a bottle and start drinking to suffocate this deep sense of unfulfillment, to suffocate the fact that there is a relationship that is crumbling there, a husband that is cheating, a boss that is maybe really difficult or a colleague that is quite narcissist in their behavior without trying to overuse this term that is just used too much nowadays, but there are some narcissist types of people. And there are people who are very, very sad and they keep being in this really toxic environment they have no way and so they drink and they drink and they drink until one day they wake up and after a few minutes they had a stroke they have something they end up in a hospital and they say never again and i never want to drink again and my liver is about to collapse but guess what they're still there emotionally they still need to get to grips with all these problems and they need to have this clean slate to start working with the environment, with their husband, with whatever is going on, and see, okay, what can I do? And that's where the hypnotherapist can help, the coach, the NLP practitioner, they can help because they help you to clarify what you need first. What is going on now? And what is the most urgent and important thing? And then they slowly and very smoothly, because hypnosis is a very mild way of working, it's very soft on you, it's very gentle, and you are self-hypnotizing yourself. So it takes you through all this problem. You take the first layer, it's like an onion, and then the second layer, and then the third. And then you realize, wow, you know, I'm feeling better and better. I actually don't need the cigarette. I don't need the drug. I don't need the, the weed or the, the alcohol because I am feeling so much better. And that's when you can start really flying. And that's why we have different types of programs depending on the level of the uh, issue and where you are physically, etc. So... I'm so glad that we had this chat with Sarah and I hope that you guys will want to link with us and you will want to be able to talk to us. Feel free to contact Sarah and myself if you have any questions. Where can we find you, Sarah, on the net? I, I have a website, my name, saranativi.com and on Instagram, find freedom with Sarah. That's easy. Find freedom. So guys, send us a message. Send Sarah a message. She, of course, speaks Italian and English and anything else? French. French as well? Voila! All sorted out. You've got three languages sorted out. So please share this episode with anyone that you know in your circle of friends who might need a little bit of encouragement. And thank you so much for being with us. Take care and see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. You've listened to Create with Franz Sidney.